Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 10th of December, day 10 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar 24 daily podcast to take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it is possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I did back in my younger days. Possibly slipping into filler episode territory now as the effort of turning out an episode every day takes its toll, but that's to be expected. I haven't even shaved since this series started. My experience of working on Kid Cop and those daily Christmas countdown comics of mine back in the 80s means I'm not surprised by this. In fact, During the run of Christmas Kid Cop episodes back in 87, at one particular episode dated Monday the 21st of December, was dismissed by news of the world TV critic Nina Mishkov as flabbier than Mickey Boyd's stomach. A little harsh we all thought on set, but the point is we came back strongly. In fact, the Christmas Eve episode in 1987, in which Sam Fox and I were held hostage in Macy's Santa's Grotto. Remember, this was a US show, so it was Santa rather than Father Christmas. Uh, Along with a Santa himself and a whole bunch of elves, that episode was watched by an estimated 83 million Americans and won a number of awards. The show had finally shown it had recovered from Victoria Principal's departure and Sam Fox as her replacement, as well as my switch to a centre part in, in the spring of 86, had finally been accepted by our audience. The point I'm making here is stick with the advent calendar while we pick up the tempo again. Yesterday... I was talking about how I'd love to come out of this calendar with perhaps a new Christmas memory to give me a warm feeling in years to come. Seeing my dad's memorial plaque will not be one of those indelible memories, sadly. I'd have liked to have finally seen it. It felt right to see it this Christmas. I wanted to see how I might feel standing there in front of the plaque, seeing his name looking back at me in a college corridor he and I might have walked through together as I took my GCSEs a third time and he inched towards the halfway point of his 18-year college odyssey. I wondered if they would have used his full name. It's Spanish custom that you take both your parents' surnames. My dad's maternal surname was De La Mano, which means of the hand. A great name, you might agree. However, in England, the name was often misspelled and my dad received many letters addressed to Mr. Ruiz De La Mano rather than Mano, which means of the monkey. My dad couldn't cope with such letters. He always railed at the English and their struggle with foreign words. Whenever he got one of these Mr. Monkey letters, my mum would take my sister and I out for the day until my dad had calmed down. Might this college memorial have been misspelled too? I'll never know. I received confirmation from the college that no one knows what's happened to the plaque. Alterations carried out to the building, which may have been where the plaque was placed, means we cannot locate the plaque says the email. The plaque's disappearance will remain a mystery, much like my parents' final moments. A man goes to night school for 18 years, 18 Christmases, three nights a week, nine hours a week. At 40 weeks a year, that's 360 hours a year. 360 multiplied by 18 years is 6,480 hours. That's before we even factor in when my dad started adding day classes to his portfolio of subjects and bumping into me in the college canteen. 
I think he deserved to have his memorial plaque up a little longer. It's funny how anticipation often starts with looking back. The search for something you're so sure you never used to lack. It might be imagination, but it fully feels like fact. You may replay scenes from before you'll never reenact. You may revisit the locations, you may review the artifacts, but what is there left to explore? Hasn't it all been unwrapped? Because the way that you looked forward when the future seemed more infinite and your smaller head was emptier of all our worlds put since in it got lost along the way. It didn't move far, but it's gone. You may have to start from somewhere else or you may never move on. Think you no longer match because you're differently styled? It's Christmas time and there's no need to be a child to realise that that's worth loving, even if that's tricky, because festive joy scans blurrily if you're looking too cynically. It changed the way it looked, but it's still the same destination. It won't seem the same when you get there. It's not the same anticipation. Every day I open a door to my advent calendar, much like I did in the old days. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. And behind today's door is a Christmas hamper, similar to the one my mum won in Christmas 79 at our local Spanish club in South Lambeth. I spend much of my time holed up in my second home, a Portuguese cafe on South Lambeth Road. They used to make quite a big thing about Christmas in there, but curiously, I've noticed over the last couple of years that Christmas decorations are now kept to a minimum, just as they have been this year. I'm not sure why that would be. The uh, Christmas lights, meantime, have now been fixed to the street lamps here on South Lambeth Road and should be turned on this week, perhaps helping to bring much-needed illumination to a road with one of the highest dog stalls per paving stones ratio in Lambeth. I've walked these streets of SW8 and 9 all my life, before SW8 became where I holed myself up when the Great Recession pushed me face down into the pillow and long before it became home to almost 30,000 Portuguese and Madeirans. It was something of a Spanish enclave in the 70s and 80s and we'd go to the Spanish club on Sunday nights in St Anne's Parish Hall on the corner of Miles Street opposite Vauxhall Park, close to where my mum and aunt first settled when they arrived in London in the mid-60s. So in a sense, my post-2000 gravitating towards SW8 was me just returning to the Ruiz Tyson's London spiritual home. In Christmas 1979, on our first ever visit to the Spanish club, we went along with our old friends who'd been our landlords at our first home in Mayflower, number 41. And that night, my mum won the Christmas raffle, a massive hamper of wines and hams and cheeses, a, a common Christmas gift in Southern Europe. I don't think I ever saw her so happy at Christmas, my mum. A decade and a half later, she would become general secretary at the club as she rebuilt her life after my dad's move two floors down. And she made a, a massive contribution to the Spanish club in its final years as Lambeth's once large Spanish community gradually dissolved. But reflecting on that hamper win back in 79 on her first ever visit to the club, I can see it might have put a few Iberian noses out of joint that night. 
Who was this small woman that had never visited the club before yet had the audacity to enter their raffle and take their much prized hamper? As the 90s arrived and Christmas and I slowly grew apart, I would walk through these streets of SW8 and 9 weighed down by the burden of being responsible or feeling like I was responsible for lifting us out of the poverty we were in. Christmas brought me no respite from that. I loved my mum more than anything, but it was a lot of pressure. It didn't come from her, it came from me. I put it on myself because I knew, I was understanding that the way we were living meant I was running out of time to provide for my mum, to give her the life that I wanted to give her. I wasn't, I wasn't stupid. Seeing her struggle every Christmas to put a smile on our faces every bit as broad as the one she wore that night she won the Christmas hamper was difficult for me. I wanted to give her that better life. I didn't know how to. Staying at home rather than going to university meant it would be even harder for me to find the means long term to get us out of Mayflower. What I am feeling, just a little, but even so, it feels like a tiny little breakthrough. Is that through looking back at the Christmases of old, understanding why it changed for me is helping me to maybe see that Christmas never did much wrong for me. The mad dash for presents, the office party season, getting wasted just for the sake of it, the greed of Christmas. That was never my Christmas. When Christmas and I went our separate ways, it was never because of those things I personally found a little vulgar. The tragically early death of my old classmate Mercedes and my dad's bizarre move downstairs had all contributed to puncturing the magical Christmases I had created in my own head. Christmas, the Christmas that ended on Christmas Eve, that Christmas that I had built in my own head, had done little wrong for me. And walking through here today, thinking about this, I can almost... I can almost glimpse Christmas. It's like it's waiting at the top of the road for me, hand open, back turned to me, waiting for me to return so we can pick up where we left off and forge new Christmas memories. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Holdfast Network production and today featured Filth D. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.